You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. everybody to the next episode of love pages i am joined by jessica and steven that's me i can't hear jessica i think she was trying to swallow okay <laughs> what? she was trying to swallow i couldn't hear the hi uh uh-uh. oh <laughs> hello so, for those of you who are new to Love of Pages, this is Geek Elite's relatively new still uh, virtual book club. Mm-hmm. And we are finishing up uh, The Accidental Alchemist by Gigi Pandian. Gargoyle. Gargoyle is very pretty. <laughs> Steven does our resident audiobook so he can he can confirm for us whether the audiobook is decent or not. Because sometimes audio readings are pretty much miserable. There are uh, some stinkers. This one was good. Good. So wanted to let everybody know Geekly did just establish our Patreon page recently. So I wanted to put a plug in for that. Uh, we will be doing extra book set podcasts for the mm. page what what yeah. since jessica and i seem to keep choosing books that are parts of series <laughs> and then we need to read the entire series but we don't do that to you so if you do like the series come join us on our patreon page and listen to us yeah. talk about the whole box set mm-hmm. and i also may be doing some articles on other books that i read and possibly also doing comparisons between the book and the show and or movie. What, what what do you mean? There's no difference when they adapt a book into a different medium. There is no difference even when it's done by the same people. <laughs> For more on Jessica's upset about this, please go listen to the Geeks Watch podcast. Upset? Not, not quite upset, <laughs> I understand the different mediums and what you can do with it, but there was just one change. Just one, there's always that one change that you're like, and So it was just one, you're saying? Only one thing it that was changed? One. Was it really? I feel like there were so many from what you well, said. Well, not like, not one change. There was only one change that I felt she was, was not good. Gotcha. <laughs> Other changes, I thought, oh, yes, they were either better or they were just the changes you make when you turn a book into a movie because of the median difference but um but there is one particular change which i we i mentioned on our previous um our geeks watch when we were watching this um i did mention the change on that podcast so if you are interested and curious you can go over to that podcast the geeks watch on geek elite media and you can (laughs) have me spew about it there because i will talk for hours about it all right so our cocktail for this evening, cocktail mocktail is actually an inverse. So this time we took the recipe in the back of Accidental Alchemist. So for those of you who are reading along with us at the very back, there are several recipes. And this one is a kid-friendly green smoothie, which mine is not green. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so it contains one green apple or one ripe green pear, a medium cucumber peeled, half a ripe avocado, one and a half cups frozen broccoli, a teaspoon of fresh ginger peeled, a heaping tablespoon of cocoa nibs or unsweetened cocoa powder, a heaping tablespoon of peanut butter or almond butter, one and a half cups of coconut water, and your optional addition of fresh mint leaves. So I did the apple and the cocoa powder. Yeah. So I did the apple. Jessica did the pear. I did the cocoa powder. Jessica did the cocoa nibs in the form of semi-sweet chocolate chips. (laughs) Vegan ones. (laughs) I did the peanut butter. Jessica did the almond butter. 
And then what alcohol did you add, Jessica? Did you add it? I did not. I did not feel like having a cocktail tonight. I just went with how it is. I added gin because with all of the ingredients in there, I felt like vodka or gin were really the only logical options. I guess you could have gone with a white rum, but that the flavor seemed to disagree to me. I did add mint leaves. Jessica, did you add the mint leaves? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta say, I got um, to not yeah. a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up adding a lot of more stuff than just what was the recipe. I ended up adding frozen pineapple and a banana and more almond butter than what I called for. But I, I love almond butter, so. I added <laughs> some cinnamon and some simple syrup. Mm. I needed some. I did add cinnamon, too. From what you guys have put in there, what do you think should be removed? And what else would you add? For anyone trying to do this and can learn from your guys' yeah. mistakes. I would remove the broccoli, personally. For me, it's a texture that just doesn't work. And I'd probably add maybe an extra apple. Or another mm. fresh, crisp fruit of some kind. Pineapple is probably a good choice. Jessica said she put that in there. That probably would work for me. Um, so prob- that would be my suggestion. For me, the broccoli adds just a grittiness to mm. it. And all I can taste is the broccoli. Do you guys think another green, like, say, maybe fresh spinach leaves would be something that would work? Or do you think that would make it too slick? I think spinach leaves would be good. I'd probably try it with kale too. Mm-hmm. I do love, I love kale. I know that's one that most people yeah. hate with a passion. Well, I, I like kale. See, and I, I do not like kale. I do <laughs> not like kale, but I like Swiss chard. So hmm. I yeah. don't ask me to make sense, but I just, it's one of those things, but I do like fresh spinach. So I think fresh spinach would probably actually be okay. Cause it would take away the grittiness. Like, mm-hmm. Even though this is a smoothie and smoothies aren't necessarily super fine. Yeah. I'm used to a very smooth texture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, notice I have to chew every time I drink this. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Why am I chewing this? Like, I don't chew smoothies. There are definitely a lot of firm things in there. There's a lot of fiber. In, in both of these versions. So I don't, it's interesting. I know. I feel like this is where I'm going. I was like, did she actually, like, did the author, Gigi, yeah, Gigi, actually make this and serve it to a 14 year old? Because I don't see a 14 year old going, whoa. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, that, kid, that kid was jazzed about it in the book. He was like, yeah, he, was. He, he was like, I thought it would be terrible. I thought it was a different recipe than this one. It might not be wrong on this one. I don't know. Maybe. I I, I remember that. Okay. Because I thought the one in the book added kale. That's a distinct possibility. I just remember the scene. Like, I I just remember remember the beats of it, not the ingredients. Yeah, the scene, she says in the scene that it was a kid-friendly smoothie, too. And that was what the recipe was called. So, But the recipe does say that you can replace the broccoli with kale if you want. So, okay. (laughs) Just the, the broccoli texture just doesn't doesn't work for me. That's okay though. <laughs> Replace it for Brussels sprouts. I, I joke. I joke. Don't do that. I yeah. love Brussels sprouts. Don't do that though. Yeah, I do. So I was craving Brussels sprouts this weekend, so we went down to a Red Moon Ale House here in Yuma, and I got a to-go order of the Brussels chips. See, that's a good one. You can do the same thing to kale and it'll be good, I promise. Tried. <laughs> I, I'm not the hugest fan of kale chips. I think that's the one version of kale I don't love. I think is kale chips. I think for whatever reason, kale reminds me a lot of nori. I also love nori. So and uh, seaweed. Well, yeah, seaweed, sorry. Seaweed for And while I enjoy sushi, so I get through the nori, I've never particularly cared for nori, Hmm. and I wouldn't eat it on its own. Like, I don't do hand rolls because I don't like the excess nori. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people where it's like, oh, spicy seaweed snacks? Yes, please. Thank you. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> just, yeah, it, it's a flavor profile that just doesn't work for me. I'm also weird because I don't like eggplants. I think that's okay. That's that's okay. Yeah. Aubergine is only okay. Eggplant. <laughs> that's for the international listeners. We guarantee, we're guaranteed to have. Right? <laughs> it's certain. It's certain. All right. So that's the cocktail mocktail smoothie for this. Yeah. Uh, I think it's our first unsuccess. And when it comes, I would definitely doctor it. I would yeah. drink a green smoothie again. I don't think there's anything wrong with, with a little bit of modification. I think that's like having a caveat to something doesn't make it a fail. Yeah. <clears throat> like I, I really would. I really do want to try it with kale over broccoli. Well, find yeah. out next time. Find it next time. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, just a, just a quick reminder for anyone who is uh, listening right now on a regular basis. Uh, will you take a week break between um, the books that we do? So if you do come back to find out how she how she liked the kale replacement, um, that'll be a week from or well, two weeks rather from the time that this will yeah. be posted. Come back in two weeks. And that is to give you time to obtain our next book. Mm-hmm. And get it read because we don't want to don't want to hamstring you too hard yeah yeah so all right are we ready to jump in to the yes. final because you guys had lots of yeah. feelings about the final <laughs> it was just word choice for me it, it, it wasn't overall plot or anything all right steven what was you you gave me your big gripe before we actually hit the record button so what was your what was your big gripe with the end of the book so i I get very grumpy about things that have their title in the thing at the end. If they say the title of the thing anywhere else through the entire property, I couldn't care less. doesn't bug me. But if it's just at the end, uh, at the end of Game of Thrones, for example, when he was writing the book, Sim's writing the book, and then he closes the book, and it just says A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> like I just, I cursed at the screen. <laughs> I was, I was so... It, it's 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 not even like a, a rage or passion or anything like that. I'm just miffed to the nth degree. That's all it really is. But I feel very passionately about that, apparently. It's and I still don't understand even fully what she meant when she said she became an accidental alchemist in that context. Because she was, I mean, do you not become an alchemist until you become mortal? Or was she not already an alchemist? Yeah. That's my. That was my that question. Was, she she took an apprenticeship, like yeah. she. It's not like she set out. She wasn't like I'm gonna go to this college and become an alchemist. Like, she did intentionally try to make her philosopher's stone elixir of life too. So yeah, like if it's with intent, I I have always taken it to mean that her re-entry at this point has been accidental. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll accept that one. I still don't like it for the purposes of re- referencing the title in the book, but I'll accept it. But that's it. That was my main gripe. That was your main gripe. <laughs> and then, Jessica, I do believe you had an issue with a descriptor in this portion of the book. Oh, the fact that his kiss tasted like <laughs> licorice and spearmint, and I went, ew. <laughs> when I should have been going, oh, yay, they kiss. Actually, no, that whole scene was actually... I was not okay with but. it. happens very quickly in that moment. He's just like, are you guys okay? Grab. Oh my God. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my, it's Hallmark movie. Like Hallmark movie. I'm happy it's happening, but it's Hallmark. <laughs> like, this, this very much lends itself to a Hallmark series. Oh no. I literally, I had to like go back and be like, wait, what? Cause I was like reading it really fast at the time. Mm-hmm. And I saw, oh, he kissed and it tastes like licorice. And I was like, what? And then I was like, wait, what? What happened? Like, what happened to go from here to here? I was like, I thought he just said, oh, you're all. That's when you're going, you're going, am I missing some pages? Was there a bad? There's some some sort of buildup, some sort of like, uh, I don't know, a gaze into each other's eyes or a. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, just boom. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Which granted, like the whole last quarter of the book too was nothing but rapid fire. This is what happened. This. This this like it, it was very fast. Did try to warn you both that the last 
third quarter of the book moves very quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And honestly, I don't, I didn't have any issues with it. There was one part uh, while bringing up the audiobook that I had, it lost track of where I was. So I had to go find it again. And I went, mm-hmm. what didn't feel like too far past where I had been in retrospect, looking at it, it would have been maybe five minutes past in the audiobook. So much happened. Yeah. <laughs> the entirety of, of Ivan being added into the situation had happened and they were deep in conversation inside of that five minutes. Yep. Like the part where he's like, oh, no, you didn't do anything with this, did you? And he's talking to Ivan about it. And Ivan's like, you you think it would be me? Mm-hmm. It was so fast. But I, yeah, that, I, I that can... okay. party was the quickest mystery dinner party ever. <laughs> yeah. Rapid fire dinner party. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and I guess jump into kind of what's going on. So we left off last episode. We discovered that Ivan was from Prague. Mm-hmm. Which instantly made him evil for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> which instantly made him evil for some reason. You have to turn the page <laughs> to figure out why Prague is relevant. So in chapter 28, we learn about Rudolf II's court in Prague and mm-hmm. his Open arms embracement of alchemist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was the part I would like to see explored more as the series goes forward. If they cho- if that is something that they go into, I would hope so. Yeah, you're, you're nodding like like really? yes, they do because it seems like this tiny little thing. They're like anyway, this is one. Uh, this is a whole new house right here. I'm just going to show you the door here. Uh, anyway, we're going to continue on, go through the rest of the neighborhood. <laughs> And you're like, go go back. What was all this? It is, I will tell you, it is tangential up until the last book. Okay. But then the last book does a real deep dive into Prague and Rudolf II's court. And it's got some really interesting twists. I I do think the fourth book is the best in the series. This is actually... We might have stumbled into something that I am curious about. Do you have an idea of what you would rank them as? Like top, like top one to four? We can we can take a second. You you can think about it if you want. We can revisit this later. Well, I, I actually, I I think I would put it the fourth, the second, the third, and then the first. Oh, okay. The first being the last in there. Yeah. The first book being last. Huh. Interesting. Okay. It definitely. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the ending to the third book is my favorite ending of the series. Mm. However, I do think the fourth book is the best of them. Okay, this is similar to Star Wars with Rogue One being the best movie in the franchise. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> it's the best films yes it's, the, it's amazing I really like Rogue One just kidding I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah Rogue One <laughs> but as my dad would say it's not technically a Star Wars film it doesn't start with the rule <laughs> oh, oh. I don't it even, doesn't start no, it's true, it's true. I, I, have, I have no big issues with this one I got no skin in the Star Wars game Honestly, okay, side tangent, like, my dad was not going to go see Rogue One in theaters, but I was like, no, we need to go see this in theaters together, because normally we see all the Star Wars in theaters together, but this one, he was like, eh, whatever. I'm like, what? So I had saw it with friends first, and then I was like, okay, dad, let's go. (laughs) And he liked it. He really liked it. But the instant it started, and it just started without the scroll, he was like, see, it's not Star Wars. (laughs) You lie. You lie. I know, right? It's like, ugh. And although, to be fair, like, now he has no idea why I'm so obsessed with Star Wars. And I was like, you do realize, like, you're the one that showed me it when I was like five, right? Like, I learned you it from started you. It. <laughs> it's your fault. In any case, let's dig- I digress. Let's digress. Um, so, uh, we open up into chapter 28. Discussing the importance of Prague, Rudolf II's court. Uh, Zoe gets back to Dorian and goes, Ivan's check. And Dorian immediately knows what that means because clearly this is just 
widespread knowledge for a 17th and 18th century gargoyle. Um, <laughs> completely normal. Anyway. <laughs> and at that point, Dorian makes the decision that Zoe will be hosting a, I do appreciate that Dorian just establishes this with Brixton and doesn't consult Zoe in the least. And just basically <laughs> is like, no, you're going to be host. You are going to be hosting a murder mystery dinner party. And we are going to uncover Ivan as the killer in this very house in a single evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't give gargoyles mystery books. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Make it weird that, about it. That's the next version of um, if you give a mouse a cookie. It's gonna if be- you give a gargoyle a murder mystery book. If, if you give a gargoyle an Agatha Christie novel. <laughs> Somebody needs to write that. Somebody needs to write that. So then we get into the dinner party, and the dinner party includes Sam, Sam and Olivia. Olivia's friend, Cora, Brixton's mom, Heather, and and Max, Lou. Mm -hmm, Of course. I do love love the line when she's describing why Max is involved. And because the instigators claimed they were being responsible, Detective Max (laughs) was the final on the guest list. It's like, really? (laughs) You can just say you wanted him there. It's okay. So... (laughs) They prep for the dinner party. She puts out the alchemist uh, materials to try and spur Ivan into confessing because clearly that's what's going to happen. He goes, they, the party comes, everybody is flamboyant and fun. They start talking about alchemy and Ivan passes out. <laughs> Yeah. He just drops almost dead. <laughs> I, I like that the way that he got back up was just like, no, 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 it, it happens. It's fine. It happens. This is just the thing. And then, of course, Zoe has to rush in while he's unconscious to give him an herbal remedy, which makes Max think that she's poisoning him because that's the honest conclusion. And then both, uh, Max and Zoe had come to the same conclusion that Ivan might be involved in the murder. And I don't recall why Max thought Ivan was the potential murderer, but. uh, I'm trying to think of that one too. The one thing I did come away. They did explain it later on too. Yeah. I I remember the other things where he thought um, that it was the new business partner and so on and so forth. Yeah. For, um, for Sam, I think is who it was. But uh, the one the one big takeaway that I had from a lot of this stuff is that I think Max might be a really bad cop. <laughs> like, I, like throughout this whole thing, he's supposed to be suspecting her of doing of being the the one who's done this these crimes, and he's just like, yeah, but I don't know. There's just something about this criminal, though. I think I like her, and. He, in no way, shape, or form, does he maintain any kind of professional separation. Oh no! Like for his, for his life at all, um, he he doubts what he saw, even though that is a crazy thing to have seen. He's just like, nope, couldn't be anything else. It couldn't even be like a small person or anything. He's just like, yeah, no, I saw monsters. They told me I was kooky. Uh, <laughs> it, there's so many things that he doesn't do a good job with. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but he seems nice. Yeah. So, in any case... Nice to look at. <laughs> Laughter. That's all he needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I'm, I'm fine with that one. There, we have generations and generations of media for, like, flipping in the opposite direction. Yeah. It's it's okay to, ha- to have, like, a himbo detective. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> In any case, so they determine Ivan is not the killer. So Zoe decides that she's going to enlist his help. Mm-hmm. And she decides to meet him at a essentially dead garden. Um <laughs> due to the due to the seasons. 
And as you put it, Stephen, they just immediately jump into deep discussions about alchemy because clearly that's what you do casually in Portland conversations is jump into arcane mystical sciences from the past. <laughs> yeah. I also took issue with the part where she's, uh, he says, if only it were real. Yeah. And she asks him like, what? And it's not a thing where she's trying to have a conversation by asking what it's, it's written as she's genuinely asking what, when all we know about this man is that he's sick and all these other things, like there's all the metaphor laid out thickly with the roses that'll be back. And she says, what? Well, as we've discovered, she's, not necessarily the brightest bulb in the bunch. That's fair. <laughs> kind of like Max isn't the best detective out there. <laughs> He's kind of a <laughs> level of quality in their in their skill sets. Yeah. But so Ivan then translates Dorian the cover of Dorian's book slightly differently than Zoe does, which causes her to discover that Dorian's book is backwards alchemy. Mm-hmm. Which a very interesting one. I, I peeked at this one. I was very curious. So backwards alchemy being essentially the attempted Cliff's Notes versions of alchemy, where you take the shortcuts, but in doing so, you end up having to sacrifice life forces mm-hmm. to get your intended results. A life for a life. Yep. Equal exchange. Yeah, equivalent exchange. <laughs> equivalent exchange. Full metal alchemist. sitting here like, full metal alchemist is nothing but backwards alchemy. <laughs> so that's that's most of what she gets from her conversation with Ivan. Uh, and she goes home to try and decipher the backwards alchemy. To the point that, and then at this point, there's conversation because the kids have gone missing for the first time. And we say this because they are gone spelunking. Because they go, (laughs) yeah, because kids go spelunking. That's something that's common in Portland. Um, I can't imagine doing any of this. I think of spelunking as like a Southeastern thing. Like, yeah, if you tell me teenagers in Arkansas or Tennessee were going spelunking, I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. That makes sense to me. But I'm like, Portland? I also, I mean, I've, I've never honestly. Heard... Wait, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I, I just, they, they say spelunking in there. I don't think of spelunking as like going through closed like, tunnels. Off. Yeah. It's 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 like vertical caves to me for spelunking. Well, it's I guess I don't think of it as necessarily vertical caves, but just caves in general as opposed to hand built tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. In any case. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah, my problem with it was wasn't the spelunking because I was like, okay, kids explore whatever. I probably if I lived near a cave would have gone into it eventually and scared myself, but whatever. Um, it was the fact that when they went splunking, they set up a classic movie. <laughs> I was watching it with classic Coke bottles that our main character that Zoe didn't even know still existed. And just, was- well, as we've discovered, has like too much money to spend. Yeah. Like he is definitely the spoiled rich kid. <laughs> he seems nice about it, but where, yeah. where's... But where's the turn? He's very, he's very nice about it. I don't know. I still don't trust the kid. <laughs> I still don't think he's a kid. I don't blame I'm you. Just, I, I'm going to go ahead and put your, your concerns aside there, Jessica. He, he is a kid. It, he he definitely he's he's very much like if I was playing a D and D game, I would be very wary of this person who has just supplied <laughs> yes. for all of our needs. Yes. Oh no, that's what it is. He reminds me of your D and D character from the campaign we did for just like a short bit. You had your little. He looked like a kid character. This was playing. I was playing Atlin. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> you had a character just like it. Just 
cute, cutest little kid. My character Arwen just fell in love with you right off, and then you're saying things that should not be said. <laughs> 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 That's a well built character, though. That's Thank you. Thank you. Not based on five, by the way. Not based on five from Umbrella Academy whatsoever. Okay. I just want to make that clear. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Neither here nor there. Anyway. In any case. So Zoe ends up finding the kids in a off-the-path tunnel watching a movie. And then we move to the next day and the kids go missing again. At which point Zoe questions herself as to whether or not they're just playing hooky from school, but then she decides, with as upset as their parents were last night, they wouldn't risk it the very Again. day. Yeah. So Which she, is fair. Yeah. So she makes the determination that it's Olivia that is behind all of the murders. And so they go, they get ready to go to her house and they try to call Sam and Sam's gone missing mm-hmm. as well. So Zoe takes Dorian in a duffel bag to Olivia and Sam's house to break in and she finds maps of the tunnels underneath. Questionable. Well, questionable. And Sam comes back, so they sneak off, and then they go down to the tunnels, and mayhem ensues. They discover that it is Olivia is not involved, it is just Sam, Mm -hmm. and that he killed Charlie because they were business partners uh, trying to make money selling black market herbal remedies from China. Tainted. That ended up being tainted, which caused which yeah, which caused one of the uh, teenagers to commit suicide. And so Sam wanted to stop because he felt guilty, and Charlie didn't want to stop the classic criminal masterminds who aren't really criminal masterminds partnership if mm-hmm. dilemma. Yeah, yeah, basically, and, and it should be. Go ahead. Noted that mercury causes hallucinations, which is what would lead you to kill yourself or all that. So that's why it's the how it led her to kill herself, because that mercury is known as the Mad Hatter's disease, which I think it, it says in the book, but correct. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh and that's what caused Max to see the first monster. Because he was given some bad tease and so Zoe ends up finding the kids and Olivia because Olivia had tracked the kids down fearing what Sam had done Mm -hmm. and manages to break them out Max finds them in the tunnels and swoops in to kiss Zoe very suddenly that's what she did the moment takes him. And so they get to the police station. Talk with Sam after he'd been given his favorite tea. Which he asks for it. He asks for, which I don't I, The police would do that. Like, no. Never have happened. Ever have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would never happen. But in any case, he confesses and then drops dead. I did. I did like the, the way that they they did the the dialogue for that part. Where they're like, "All right, come on, get up," and he's like, "I don't think I can," and then falls. <laughs> I, I, I I liked that part. Yeah. yeah. So then Zoe discovers because in his confession he says he just raided her house and stole the antiques because it need, she he wanted it to look like a robbery, mm-hmm. and so he just sold the books to pawn shops. So Zoe's feeling very distraught. There's no way for her to find it. Uh, Ethan swoops in to save the day, saying he was just messing around in class, just started looking to find, looking to find, looking to find. 
there's there's one other thing that happens in there between those two that I was very surprised by. Okay. So Ethan is one who finally finds the book at, at another place. After, um, oh my gosh, I forget his name, Dorian, puts together a spreadsheet yeah. <laughs> of, of, of shops in the area. What? Yes. Since when? <laughs> Wait, Since who, who can't, is this? can't be still or else he'll turn to stone. Like, yeah. so, so he had all night. <laughs> so he, he just learned the Microsoft suite that one night and how to use a computer? I didn't take him for being a computer person before that. I mean, I guess like with cooking, if you can Google the recipe, you can figure out how to do it. If you can Google how if you can Google a YouTube video, you can learn how to work Excel. That's fair. <laughs> he he would have wanted to get to the limitless recipes that were on the internet. I could see him just learning how to use computers purely for this. Yeah. I retract my, my commentary. <laughs> But in any case, so yes, Dorian creates Dorian creates a spreadsheet of all the possible pawn shops in the <laughs> Tri City area, and Ethan sits in class, bored out of his mind, just tapping away, and he finds the book, and it is at a obscene price, mm-hmm. and Zoe is distraught, and Ethan just buys it because that's what you do when you have rich parents you just buy things <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he did he, they did set up early on in the book that he does just buy things he, he they did they did and you know he he's like well it'll be a perfectly good excuse i'll just tell my parents it's a, as a thank you for saving our lives and mm-hmm. they're not gonna bat an eye about that so she goes to get the book and she performs backwards alchemy, providing a salve which reinvigorates Dorian. Mm-hmm. And then she uses the line that she's an accidental alchemist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, if Stephen could chop off like the last five pages of the book, I feel like he'd be happier. Honestly, yeah. Even just the wrap up in general, I really thought that so much else happened so fast in such a short space that then there were a, a couple other things that I feel like could have dealt with a couple pages being added on. Yeah. Did, I don't know if she does, but I feel like she has to tell Max like 10 pages into the next book that she's an alchemist. Mm, <laughs> book three. But I guess, yeah, it's true. Book two, you, you do like the, will she, won't she kind of thing. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe end of book two or mid of book three. Or that's does Max die? <gasps> I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't. <laughs> She's going to make us read it. I am going to find out. Read it. I am going <laughs> to Check in for that box set. Subscribe to the Patreon now. Get, get that, that Patreon exclusive <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> so now that we have finished the book. So my first question. When did you guys put together that it was Sam? I, I didn't even remember who Sam was. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same spot. It it happened okay. and everything. It it happened to me. I didn't I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. a participant in assembling this mystery. <laughs> there wasn't honestly quite enough foreshadowing or anything for it to indicate Sam at all. Like there I mean, there was like a little bit, but it was, he was such an off, any, I feel like all the characters though were so offhand that no matter who it ended up being, I would have been like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, okay. It just, I wasn't mad about I it. I don't though. know. Not in a way where it's yeah, like, no, I'm not. yeah, like I wasn't like, wait, where did that car come from? Nothing like that. Nothing in any yeah, way, no, shape or form like, like this. It was just, oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. 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 <laughs> So other yeah. other than our three main characters, which we I think have all agreed that Dorian is our favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same favorite side characters. Any new favorite side characters? Steven Dorian. still doesn't like anybody but Dorian. <laughs> I, I want I want I want to eat like a really nice, perfectly made grilled cheese with Dorian. That's all I want. <laughs> so, like a, a simple thing that he'll have made mm. to perfection. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you still are you still stuck on Detective Max Lou? Just I guess Max. It's only because he's the love interest, though. Like it's just Yeah, he's great. He's interesting love interest. Just herbology background, but I don't know. I think Brixton's growing on me a bit. Like, especially when Brixton got a little jealous of what was her name? Veronica jumped into Ethan's arm. She was scared and Brixton's like <laughs> he, he should. He should have said the gargoyle thing about her boyfriend. <laughs> I know, right? God, uh, I feel like Brixton being with Dorian. I really like the two of them together. Yeah, I agree with that one. I, I'm curious for you guys. Um, one of the things that we had talked about is that that there was like a possibility of some sort of adaptation for this if it were made into film, TV show, whatever. Do you guys have any choices for actors and actresses for this one? Oh god, I'm so bad at that. I'll make this one this one simple. For for just um for for Max Lou, who do, who do you picture? And for Elizabeth, who do you imagine being the voice of Dorian? Just voice. You don't have to go with looks or anything. In the meantime, podcast listeners, how are you guys out there? <laughs> uh, I, I want to recommend um, a couple of the podcasts that we've done here in the past while they like ruminate over this one. Um, well, the Geeks Watch is a whole lot to go through and listen to. Um, if you guys haven't gotten the chance to, you can find the the past episodes of this podcast on geeklymedia.com or on our YouTube, just YouTube Geekly Media. And we talk about a couple different books and you might not have read them already. If you haven't, join us. Anything for you guys yet? I don't know the name. <laughs> oh no. Okay, who did they say? At first I thought of a guy, the guy that was the lead of Crazy Rich Asians, which I also don't know his name of, but now that I'm is thinking it, I think Max is older than that guy. Is it Simu Lu? So. That's the lead? The guy that's gonna be in the Marvel movies? I haven't seen Crazy Rich, Rich yes. Asians. Because that would be yes, that would be I hilarious if his so. last name was Lou. It might be. I don't <laughs> Because that was the first one, but then because I realized he might be too young looking, then it's there's this guy that is on Hawaiian Five O that my mom watches that I think would be really good. Is the guy with the very nice chin? That was on Lost. It's his his name has like Sun in it, I believe. If it's the guy that I'm thinking of from that one, that man is handsome. Yes. Okay, crazy rich Asian. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble with somebody who has a French accent. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense, I'm trying to think of actors who could potentially do a decent French accent, Mm -hmm. or whose own accent is European enough that it would work. The two that come to mind is if you decided to make because Dorian could be whatever age, like he's yeah mortal gargoyle, like. My first inclination is Tom Hiddleston. Okay. I mean, he would certainly be charming for this game. The character's supposed to be charming. The charming, you know, kind of sassy, kind of flippant, you know, character. The other one would potentially be Hugh Laurie if you did it older. I I do love Hugh Laurie very, very much. Also, if they chose Tom Hiddleston, I think that sells itself because you have a couple YouTube videos that are put out as promos for it, where it's just him cooking things and being real smooth <laughs> and sexy about it. Done. That series, it, it's got Very so many cool. views. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one obviously could potentially be Jude Law. Okay. I'll take this one. My top three choices. Jude Law is waning in my mind. I used to love Jude Law more. Okay. I'm sorry, Jude Law. Other people are waxing. You are waning. <laughs> So those those would be my choices. Okay. Thank you guys for joining me in this one. <laughs> Not a problem. So any favorite scenes, favorite lines from the book overall? Anything that really stands out? None for me so much. Oh, I liked when she realized the thing that everybody should realize, if you have a door with hinges that's locked, just try to take out the hinge. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like the number one thing. <laughs> Nobody thinks of it, but it's the easiest way to open up a locked door. It is excellent problem solving. No doubt. No doubt. So any 
predictions or things you'd want to see in the upcoming books? Uh, Steven, you said you wanted to see more about 15th century Prague. Mm-hmm. And I think we see Ambrose. I think Ambrose is alive. I don't think there, in my mind, there's oh. no question about this. I just forgot about Ambrose. We did not talk about the side story of Ambrose, uh, who was Zoe's love, who had a son who was a piece of garbage, apparently. Yeah. And uh, Ambrose became so distraught and upset that he eventually drove himself crazy, and she ended up having to have him committed. Mm Mm-hmm from which he jumped and killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it, so it better not be the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, he gets committed, kills himself, just... (laughs) I don't know, it was just such a... I don't know. I'd be like, I really, that's your one true love of loveliness. It's just an idiot who can't see his son's an asshole and <laughs> goes up and guilt kills himself, even though he has like an immortal girlfriend. Like, way to go, Ambrose. <laughs> way to go, Ambrose. You're an idiot. <laughs> Any other predictions, hopes? What recipes do you want to see? I, I, I joke. I joke. I know the rest so. <laughs> but all right. So that's any, if there's no other final thoughts, that's Accidental Alchemist, everybody. So yeah. thank you for joining me on this adventure. But I'm going to turn it over to Steven. We didn't have a footnote this episode because with all of our final episodes, we're going to give you the pitch for our next book. So, Steven. Yeah. Pre-read. Technically. Pre-read. What? <laughs> Query. 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 <laughs> We're, we're giving you the dust jacket on this one. There you go. <clears throat> um, yeah. Steven, so what's our next book? The next book is going to be a book called The Down Days by an author named Ilza Hugo. Um, Ilza is spelled I-L-Z-E. I do find that Googling the book, if you spell it any other kind of way, the book is very hard to come up. Uh, it's a pretty recent release. Essentially, the the pitch for the book is from the author. They said that it's an optimistic pandemic novel i believe is the quote and i did not know this when i went to pick it up uh i i, I knew that and that's the, the this is the cover um and for anyone watching the thing uh and for anyone who is listening to this and maybe googling it at the same time the cover is 100 percent the reason why i picked this book up that, that, yeah yeah pink gets me <laughs> but yeah i saw i i picked up i picked up the book um i i ended up reading it myself um, that's part of why I wanted to bring it to everyone here. I think it's an interesting one for this particular time because okay. of the pandemic aspect of it. Yeah. It's, it happens in South Africa. And I think it's also one of the most well-written kind of uses of South African slang. Oh. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting one for anyone who, who likes to, read a, a more grounded story. This is that and something else. All right. I don't know if you guys have any questions past that, or if I've missed any parts in here, uh, yeah. but besides t- telling too much about the opening plot, I think might get, end up giving things away. I okay. Guess. okay. Nope. So we'll keep a dust jacket, keep it dust. jacket. So, <laughs> okay. I am intrigued because if I had just seen that cover, mm-hmm. I don't, would be something I would pick up to even look at the dust jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really interested. Yeah, I would have picked this up. <laughs> it would have. It would have been too hard. It's too. It would have been too harsh for me. I'd have been like, it's, "There's something honestly on in that book." <laughs> I look at the that side and be like, "Oh, that'd be so pretty on a bookshelf." <laughs> like, just that's what would have made me grab it. It'd be like that would look really pretty on a bookshelf. Let's see if it actually is readable. So <laughs> that, yeah, that wouldn't even get to the dust Because let's face it, we we do judge a book by its cover. Like it's absolutely it's why book covers are what they are. Like one hundred percent. And also, <laughs> uh, like as I've realized now, I think there's actually a larger reason why the cover is so good because of the publisher. It's a Skybound book, 
and Skybound obviously does so many things that are graphic, like graphic novels and other <laughs> more like youth focused media. So now it makes a little more sense. The one thing I'll say to Skybound, you guys are really dropping the ball in marketing this one. Absolutely no one on the internet has talked about this one, including Ilza Hugo herself on her Twitter. Really. It's like my book's out and then like one retweet. Um, it's her first novel. Maybe because and, it's a pandemic book though. But, but pandemic I, books are selling out, so like, I don't know why. Yeah. And well, and it's also a positive one. Like the 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 quote for that I feel one hundred percent comfortable saying because that's in all of the marketing material, all two blog posts that exist of it. Um it's it's a positive thing an optimistic one is is how it's termed so i'm i'm curious i'm really curious to see what you guys think of it awesome well dear listeners dear watchers go find it buy it Mm -hmm. rent it borrow it from your local library if they have it which they may or may not based on this marketing (laughs) (laughs) but uh and we'll be back in two weeks to start down days Mm -hmm. very exciting so uh, until next time, Jessica, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. Uh, we also have an Instagram called love of pages. Steven, where can people find you? You can find me across all social media as either peppermint gent or peppermint gentleman. And you can find me with the rest of geek elite media at geek elite media and our Facebook page forward slash geek elite media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on geekelitemedia.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you use so that hopefully we can bring the love of pages back to the public. So, mm-hmm. until next time, this is the love of pages telling you to remember to keep turning pages and always remember to geek out. Geek out. Geek out. <laughs> That one was closer. This concludes our broadcast. 